Have you ever been frustrated trying to build a business that you love, connect deeper with your family, and take care of your physical and mental health, but it just seems like you never have time? In my search for those answers, I found out that there are three very specific things that family-driven entrepreneurs do in order to excel in it all. If you're someone who's interested in learning these three things, we have a free upcoming training that you can register for so we can share these three things to help you succeed faster. Check out the show notes or go to modernleadership.us forward slash workshop. This is a limited time workshop, which will be recorded just in case you can't make it live. Thank you for being willing to lean in and continue to grow. And above all, keep leading from the front leader. You're listening to the Master Your Mindset podcast with Coach Mark. I'm your host, Mark Hildebrand, a husband, father, online business owner, and 19-year law enforcement officer from Southern California who struggle with bringing that same kind of time and energy to my health and family because I was giving it all to my career and business. Through this process, I discovered that I could excel in every area of my life if I was willing to master my mindset. After working on myself in those areas, I've been able to spend the last 10 years helping other leaders make an impact with their health, family, career, and businesses without putting the important areas of their lives on the back burner. If you hang out with us long enough, we will show you how. Today is our Monday show, and on our Monday show, we will dive deeper into longer episodes where I'll be interviewing different leaders in this space and sharing some of my personal aha moments as we go. If you'd like a free copy of my book, best-selling book, Mastering Your Life Through Self-Coaching, head over to the show notes to grab the link or head to leofamilyfitness.com forward slash book. Welcome to the Master Your Mindset podcast with Mark. Let's get right into the show. What is going on, my people? Welcome back to another Monday episode. And once again, I have another amazing guest here for you. It is Heidi Gruss. And I cannot wait for you guys to be introduced to her. She wears like 47 million different hats um, and just got done with Uber duties. Um, and she's an incredible person. Um, I've been checking her out on social media and her um, website. Uh, definitely somebody that is going to really bring the fire for you guys. So who is Heidi? Well, here's the thing. First off, I love how you share this bio with me. This is like awesome. This is like storytelling. All right, guys. So I did not create this, but here, here it goes. Okay. In Heidi Gross's first life, she was focused on her education and gaining expertise as a licensed psychotherapist, empowering women survivors of trauma. She led and executed a statewide multi-system behavioral health contract, receiving national recognition and accolades. In her second life, Heidi leveraged her success working in clinical and corporate settings to launch her multiple entrepreneurial initiatives, including her private practice. She then entered the creative space uh, to, design, to design the transformation methodology, which I'm sure we're going to talk about here today, to awaken and inspire high-achieving leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs who have become stagnant in their brilliance. In her downtime, once again, here we go, she, is, she can be found Ubering her children around town to and from activities and fun excursions on the beach with a nose in a book or racking up miles on her peloton. Heidi, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. You're so funny with that introduction, but thank you. That was awesome. That was awesome. Okay. So here's the thing. I yeah. usually like people that have an opportunity to really get to know my guests in the beginning. And so I have this question that I yeah. generally ask people yeah. Because people get here to like this part of the podcast, which is about a minute to two minutes in. And they're like, okay, should I continue to listen to this one? Like, what am I going to get from Heidi here? So I want to ask you, why should somebody continue to listen to this podcast today? Because to be honest, I say the direct thing just like it is. I mean, that is the feedback I hear from my clients all the time where they're like, thank you for just giving it to me straight. You know, and I think with a lot of coaches, with a lot of, you know, I work in a clinical setting too. So therapists, um, you know, we tiptoe around things because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Mm 
-hmm. right? But it's like, listen, nobody died of hurt feelings ever, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And, you know, I feel like I'm doing you a disservice if I'm not saying the thing aloud. Mm. But there it is, you know? I love it. I love it. And and I'm that exact way. And I especially like it to be, to be given to me, just like, I don't want it. I don't want there any filtering to be there. I want to, I know that I want, I want to get to like, right to the point so I can make the quickest change that I need to, if I need to. Right. Exactly. It's like, mm-hmm. and, and you know what I I'll say sometimes like, listen, I'm saying this with love, right. Yeah. I'm coming from a good place, you know, yeah. because sometimes it, it's tender, but it's like, listen, if you really want the breakthrough, if you really want to get to the other side of this, mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, you're, you know, mm-hmm. this is what I'm seeing. And that's my job to reflect this back to you. So mm-hmm. I yeah. love that. I love it. And I kind of, I've heard that before where it's kind of like a nice sandwich where you have a nice and then you tell them what they need to hear. And then you end it with like <laughs> the nice again, but, I but still I love you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Heidi. So you, 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 you spark my suspicion. Now I want to kind of hear um, yeah. how this kind of like all came about. How, how are you able to get to where you are here today? I mean, was there a backstory, like maybe a tipping off point that put you in this direction? Um, give us a little bit of history behind it. I mean, you know, in terms of my, my latest project, the transformation methodology, I mean, Mm -hmm. really what it's come out of is I think throughout my career, really, like I've always had a connection with listening to people's stories and believing that they could have a better life in some way Mm -hmm. in whatever, you know, whatever problem they're presenting. Right. I really do believe that anyone can overcome anything. Um, but it's, are you enthusiastic? you know, are you cooperative? Are you coachable? And are you ready to make the commitment? You know, that really makes the difference. And so just years and years of listening to stories, it's like, you know, a lot of people come into therapy and, you know, they think they've got like anxiety or depression or something. And and sometimes they do, but there are a lot of times where it's just life and life is hard. And so it's like, let's figure this out. This is just a transition that you're going through. Mm. There has to be another way. Let's figure it out. And so it, I was finding the same themes and patterns coming up. Mm. So it's like, you know, let's make this into, you know, a structured program Mm -hmm. so that we can break it down and simplify it. Because I do, again, the straight talk, I think we overcomplicate so much of what needs Mm -hmm. to get done. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I tend to think that we overcomplicate things because if it's so complicated in our brain, we won't have to take action. Right. We won't, we won't have to do anything. Cause it's like, Oh, it's too complicated. I might as well not get started. Right. Um, right. And you, you said something that, you know, that is extremely powerful. And that is like, you know, belief in others. It's so much easier to believe in others sometimes than even to believe in ourselves, you know? So I, I wanted to kind of talk to you about that too. Like, um, because I know that like, um, it, like I said, it's very easy for me to believe in my kids, it's very easy for me to believe in my wife, for me to believe in people I love that are like, Hey, I want to do this. You're like 100%. But then when it comes to us personally, like with all of the limiting beliefs and all the filters that we have in here, we don't really have that belief in ourselves. Do you find that to be true in, in, in your, the, when, when it comes to your clients and how do you help them through that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's confronting those stories in our heads, mm-hmm. you know, those limiting beliefs. And, you know, so, so much of what we're t- telling ourselves, we talk to ourselves all day long. Mm-hmm. It's based off of a story based off of some interaction or, you know, some, you know, message that we've received at some point in our lives. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we think that's our destiny, you know, like, well, you know, I, my, 
senior year, my English teacher wrote my college recommendation, right? And he, I remember, he put something in there about, you know, Heidi's a good student, but, you know, English isn't really her, you know, subject, her subject area or something, right? And and I remember like, oh, I love to read. Like, I love reading and all of that. But like, man, he doesn't think I'll make it, you know, Mm -hmm. in English, you know? And I didn't think I was going to major in English, but I ended up doing that. I was trying to go the science route and, you know, and, and then it was like, wait, just because Mr. Dutch said that in my, you know, senior recommendation doesn't mean it needs to be true. Right. But I didn't, I didn't know anything about limiting beliefs at the time, but really it is, it's these stories in our head that we give so much power to. And so what if we just redirect that power towards the inverse of that story or the opposite story, right? What could happen? Because it's just a story. Mm-hmm. It's just a story. Again, simplify it. Let me ask you, like, um, do you think that you kind of rebelled uh, against him making that kind of statement? Where you, it, it doesn't sound like maybe you're like, oh, really? I'm going to show you. But like, do you think there was something, some kind of deep down a desire that you wanted to kind of like prove him wrong? No, I don't. I mean, not with that. I can be like that. Yeah, with, you <laughs> know, too. with things like like sometimes I even get a rise. Like, tell me I can't do it because yeah. <laughs> I really want to do this, and tell yeah. me I can't, and I'll show you. Yeah. Um, I don't think with that story. Um, mm-hmm. I, I actually think it's really interesting that I was I did major in English because mm-hmm. I again I really I didn't think that was where I was headed in the beginning. Um, but. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that was a rebellious choice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Well, yeah. I, you know, I I do have a, a little bit of a follow up on that. So, um, you know, in that situation, I'm sure that he wasn't thinking that he could have potentially planted a limiting belief in there, right? And yeah. I know for me personally, having kids, and I know you having kids too, yeah. I'm sometimes worried about doing that for my kids. Yeah. We're like. I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to screw this parenting thing up. I've screwed it up a lot of times, but I'm hoping that I don't take them down the wrong path by just saying something like that. Have, and I'm, I'm curious in terms of like, how do you think about that in terms of, of maybe having those contacts and stuff with your kids? Like, is there something that like you use as like maybe your true north to help? Um, well, so listen, relationships, I, I, this is the analogy, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, life is a process. It's not an event. Right. And, and I look at personal growth in that way. I look at, you know, when, when people are trying to make a big transformation or achieve a big success, it's like, okay, this is a process, right. And then no true transformation or no true sustainable success is really going to be able to be measured in one month's period of time. Right. Mm. So I'm saying that because that's also how I treat my relationships in general, right? It's like the, the um, gosh, what's that word where it's like the health of the relationship, but the, that's not really the word I'm looking for, but the health of the relationship is not going to be based on how one interaction goes, mm-hmm. right? And that's where it's like, we have to trust the relationship there that at any point that we misspeak or that we maybe something doesn't sit well with us on the receiving end, we get to go and revisit that conversation. Mm. And I think, you know, it's really an empowering reminder, especially for my clients to know that it's, you get to go and clarify, or you get to be curious and ask the question, what did you really, you know, mean by this? Or what was the intention behind this? Um, And 
you know, we're not perfect beings. We're not. And we're so hard on ourselves that we're supposed to get it right the first time, all the time. But really, you know, adapting a success mindset about life in general means we believe there's a solution to every problem out there. It's not going to be the best solution a lot of times, but it's just something that gets gets the job done. And don't we accept that all the time as parents? You know, we just got to get the job done. I love that. I love that. And I kind of wrote down here, it, it kind of sounds like you take a lot of the pressure off, right? You take a lot of the perfection. Hey, it has to be done the first time, right? And you kind of like come to this realization, like, hey, guess what? If I screwed up, I can come back tomorrow and I can like, kind of like put this together again. I can fix it, right? I can be a human. And then it gives you that ability of like having yourself, having a little bit of grace for yourself. So you don't try to beat yourself up thinking you're going to, that's actually going to benefit you. Right. I love that. I, I mean, I think time is a really important element to consider, yeah. um, you know, in all things where it's like, you know, giving ourselves the grace of 24, 48 hours to really sit on something, you know, reflect, gather our thoughts, know where we stand. That's really important, but time can also work against us because the minute we let too much time pass, Mm -hmm. it's like, have you ever had, you know, kind of a, a lingering conflict going that you, you don't address, right. Where someone just like rubs you the wrong way. There's just a little bit of friction and it goes unaddressed. It goes unaddressed. And then all of a sudden it's like any, anything that they do, you're finding fault with, right. They can't do anything right. And it's like, you've let too much time pass. Because now your attention is on that little thing that got you annoyed. And all you can see is every possible way that they can annoy you just to feed in, you know, that where your attention's at, where you're, Mm -hmm. where you're focused. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. I love it. I love the way you're describing like relationships and connection and stuff like that. It's, it's, um, it's pretty incredible. Um, And I kind of want to ask you this, like, I know for me personally, the reason why I got into my specific business, helping people with their mindset, helping people with their health and their relationships and their family connection was because I was like screwing it up for like a long time. And I realized that I had trapped myself to believe that I could either own my business or be a good father. I could either be a great LAPD sergeant or I could be able to be a a great husband. And I kind of trapped myself into that. And because I went through that, I actually was able to create this. I'm curious, like, is a lot of like, does any of the stuff that you actually teach, are those things that you personally experienced that you've been able to go through? Or those things that you learned along this personal development path that you've been on? Yeah, I think, I mean, we're always learning, right? And, and that was something I had to learn and embrace is that if we can look for meaning in situations, then we always have another opportunity to do it better. You know, we, we can't be the victim of the circumstance. You know, I had a bad childhood. I'm not saying I had a bad childhood, but you know, people who do, right. It's like all of a sudden, like that's, that's the excuse. Well, I, 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 you know, I don't know how to do better. Well, let's do better because there's a lot of resources out there. You know, let's not define ourselves by those circumstances. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there is, I talk about like, let's step into the fear to feel the magic fear being like the umbrella emotion when there's really, you know, there's embarrassment and disappointment and betrayal and all these things underneath fear. Um, But it's like, when we can step in and own, like, I didn't get this right. Whether it's the interaction, I didn't get it right at, you know, at work in our careers. Like I I didn't get this right. Um, There, there is such like a, just a a humbleness that comes with that. It's like, like such a relief. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
this can be such a block. I mean, working with high achieving, high functioning, you know, leaders, executives that have done so much, so well in their lives. And to say like, what have you screwed up? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember fumbling that question on an interview once. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and this, the CEO of the company was interviewing me and he's like, so what is something that you screwed up in, in that position and that you would do differently? And I was like, Oh my God, I, I don't know. And I was like, I, I don't know. Can I come back to that question? Right. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, um, well, where do I start? Right. Like, so, you know, I didn't get it right, you know, here in my marriage at one point, I didn't get it right as a mom, like just 10 minutes ago, I didn't <laughs> get it right. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and, and there's just, it's so grounding to just say, yeah, you're, you're right. Um, and when we get into those vulnerable moments, it, it is where the magic happens. And sometimes the vulnerable moment is just with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think so many people like run away from that word vulnerability, right? Um, is, is that something that you talk about when it comes to uh, in your, inside your transformation methodology? Like, can you kind of break that down for me, how that works? Yeah. So I think it, I mean, how to break it down in the most um, simplest <laughs> of ways is, you know, it's really, it's looking at what's the block, Right. What's so here you are, you're at point A, you want to get to point B. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's obviously something in your way because otherwise you would just be at point B right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we can't see what's in our way because it's us. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it's not time. It's not money. It's not resources. It's, it's none of those things. We say that it's those things. Mm-hmm. Right. But because we can't really see it's sometimes it's, it's not that we don't want to see it. It's that we just can't see it. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the first step into vulnerability is um, me trusting the relationship with my client to give them that feedback for me to be able to say, Hey, you know, I'm seeing something here. That's, that's starting to become pretty obvious. Like it's a pattern mm-hmm. and we pattern everything, you know, and I normalize that, you know, we, you know, we, we are human beings who like predictability and that's where patterns play a really big hand in our lives. Right. Mm-hmm. And some patterns we're really conscious of, and they're working for us and other patterns they're not. And they're, it's like default behavior. We don't even realize it's just automatic. Mm-hmm. And so here's this pattern of every time someone asks you a question in your life, you're feeling attacked. And so you respond in this defensive posture and you're ready to rationalize and explain and justify everything that you're doing. And that's all just wasted energy. And so you're wondering why you don't have the emotional bandwidth to go and do the next big thing. It's because you're wasting it on all of these other things where nobody's asking you to defend yourself or justify yourself or rationalize or, you know, defend anything. Right. Mm-hmm. But you're doing it because there's something there where you're feeling attacked just because you're being asked a question, right? And sometimes I'll even say, is she asking you this question or is she questioning you, mm. right? Because just that little shift in perception is, is a huge difference in interpretation, mm. right? Okay. So that's vulnerable right there. Asking my client to just participate in that discussion with me, you know, and then we get into the stories. It's like, yeah, you're right. I've felt attacked my whole life. You know, I've always felt on the defensive. I've always felt I've had to be that person to constantly prove, right? I can't celebrate any success because I'm automatically thinking, what's the next big thing I have to do? 
to mm-hmm. keep this recognition, to keep myself in, in the limelight, to keep myself in the position to get the next promotion, whatever it is. Right. And that's an exhausting way to live. Mm-hmm. And, and listen, I love intensity. You know, that's my clients will describe me as Heidi's intense, right? Mm -hmm. I love intensity, but I also love celebration. I love luxury. I love, you know, there's, there's an elegance in being able to just, you know, step into your place of brilliance and just enjoy and people don't do it enough. Mm -hmm. They're just thinking about the next thing. And, and. Oh, man, I could just picture what that breakthrough would be for that person just to kind of like realize that they're telling you those things and it's coming out of their mouth. And they're like, wow, this is kind of that thing that's holding me back. That's like, it's like you're breaking that big rock that's standing in their way right now. And now they have the freedom to run through it. So that's awesome. Yeah. I, you know, I just got a testimonial today. Right. And, and the feedback was just that it was like, I couldn't see it. I couldn't see what was in my way. And when Heidi said it, it was like, all of a sudden, so obvious, like, yeah, that's, it was like, she was a part of my life as a little girl, you know, with my dad constantly seeking that approval. And it's like, I, I knew nothing about this person's childhood, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just, it unravels and there it is. And it's like, okay, there it is. Now let's work with it. Mm. And, and it always starts with questions, right? It always starts with amazing questions. And I want to ask you, like, has that been something that you've been good at for like your whole life or did you have to develop that? I had to develop it. You know, I learned, I, I'd have to think about where I learned this skill, but it was answer a question with a question. Mm. Right. And, and so, and then I just got, I just kept asking questions. Like instead of, um, uh, instead of being defensive or instead of answering what I think the person might be asking, it's like, let me just clarify again. Let me follow up with a different question. Let me ask this a different way. Let me, you know, and and I love the word confused. I tell my clients to use the word confused all the time when they're, you know, trying to work, you know, navigate a sort of a tense discussion. It's like, clarify, ask, ask, you know, to, to gain understanding, just come out and say, you know, I'm a little confused. I'm not really sure what, what you mean by that. Right. Because it's not antagonistic at all. Um, but yet it gives you a pause to be able to step back and not be in that reactionary or default posture, whatever that is for you. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I, even when I feel myself, because we all, you know, have a physical reaction in our body when we are having our buttons pushed, right? It's mm-hmm. like now I've aligned that button to mean, oh, Heidi, you got to ask a question here, right? Instead of like, you know, let me take care of this. You know, it's like, yes. oh, that's a signal that I need to ask a question. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I find it like asking questions is even more powerful because the person can sometimes come up with their solution as opposed to being handcuffed to like waiting for me to give them like, Hey, here's the ABCD step. And instead of you turn that around, ask them a powerful question, they bring it out of themselves. And just a little bit of side note, it actually makes them more, um, uh, like more willing to actually take the action because they're like, I, I came up with that the same thing. It makes them more invested because then all of a sudden, like, a lot of times that's the whole point of asking more questions, right? It's like mm-hmm. when the person comes up with the solution themselves, then it's like, oh my gosh, versus nobody wants to be told what to do. No. Right. Even <laughs> yeah. when they're asking, tell me what yep. to do. It's like, you really don't want me to tell you what to do here. <laughs> right. Cause yeah. they're going to be like, oh, but I don't want to do that. I yeah. Do like, oh things. man, really? Like, come on. Don't you have anything else? You know, it's like, right. come on. <laughs> 
know. Right, right. Okay, so I, I want to switch gears we're here while we're getting to the end, just because, you know, being, you being an entrepreneur, we have a lot of high-performing entrepreneurs who are here or people yeah. who are in high-performing in their career and they want to like create a side hustle. So I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, it, what, is there anything that you wish you had known before you had become uh, like and, and created this own business on your own from being in, uh, in the corporate kind of world? Anything I wish I had known. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so in hindsight, we, you know, I, I, and I hear this a lot from entrepreneurs. I wish I did everything sooner. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I wish I hired the coach sooner. Yep. I wish I, you know, outsourced things sooner. I would, you know, I wish I did all these things sooner. Um, you, but you know, you know, what else is really important though, mm-hmm. is I wish I stopped doing other things sooner. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, I think it was Oprah or somebody gave this advice one time. It was like, Hey, listen, just because I had a really successful talk show for so long, didn't mean I needed to keep having that, you know, successful talk show for another decade. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, and, and I remember thinking at the time, like, but why did you get rid of it? Like, I loved the Oprah show. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, you know, <laughs> um, but, but no, like, I couldn't really understand that, but now I actually have a completely different appreciation for that because, you know, when we say no to things, when it's on our terms, it's like a peaceful closure and a goodbye, Mm -hmm. right? It's like this, this was a chapter in my life and it was great. And I'm so grateful for it. And now I'm ready to wrap this up, tie the bow, put it on the shelf and now unwrap the next box. And, you know, um, I just kind of lost my train of thought there about that. Um, because if we keep all of the boxes going, Mm -hmm. we we dilute what we're really good at, you know? And, and so I wish that I had like kind of closed the door on something sooner so that I could have, you know, in theory, developed this program and started doing this sooner because it's, I mean, it's wonderful to wake up in the morning and like, love what you do. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I I think it was James Clear. He says, nobody ever wished they started anything later. (laughs) They always say they wish they started everything sooner. Right. And it's, I know that everybody says like, Hey, everything has, um, has a time and, and a place to kind of like come to fruition. But at the same time, I'm with you. I'm like, man, I really wish I had started this a little bit sooner. Right. Um, I love that. I love that so much. So Heidi, somebody's going to get to the end here. If they wanted to find out more information um, yeah. about what you could offer about, like maybe following you, um, watching some of the yeah. videos that I've seen you post up on social media, how, how best can they, or where best can they connect with you? Yeah. So all my website, all of my social media handles on IG, Facebook, LinkedIn, they're all under my name, Heidi Gruss, and it's Mm G-R-U-S-S. Just in case people are, if it's not, I don't know if you link things in your show notes or what have you, but, um, and I would say, you know, schedule the breakthrough call, right? Because even if you had any type of ahas during this short little podcast, right? Just hearing some of the ways that I kind of fire things out, just think of what we could uncover in a short little breakthrough call. And that might just be the thing that you need to uncover to be able to take another 10 steps forward, you know? Awesome. Awesome. Heidi, thank you so much for spending this time with us. Um, guys, I know that you uh, got a lot from this. Definitely look up Heidi 
Um, we appreciate you for making it to the end of another episode. There's hundreds of thousands of other podcasts out there and you made it to the end of this one. And we greatly appreciate you for doing that. Don't forget to rate and review the show and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you guys very much for listening to another episode. There are hundreds of thousands of other podcasts out there and we greatly appreciate you for choosing ours. If you enjoyed the content, be sure and subscribe and take a few seconds to rate and review the podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. Don't forget to pick up a free copy of my best-selling book, Mastering Your Life Through Self-Coaching, and be sure and check out the show notes for any links mentioned in this podcast. Stay safe out there, everybody, and I'll see you on the next episode.